Sokazan offers these talks without expectation of anything in return. If you would like these talks to continue, please visit our donate page at sokakoji.org forward slash donate. This morning's Dharma talk is it's difficult, uh, even coming in, thinking about how, how am I going to how am I going to describe this in such a way that it can be helpful to you? So this uh, comes up over here quite a bit. And I would like to help you see, a. it's like a technique. It's like a way of working with using the thought process to actually work with the awareness. Now, you're not going to be able to do this at all if you don't have a lot of awareness practice under your proverbial belt. If you don't sit a lot and... Receive, 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 receive. Things show up, receive that. Something else shows up, receive that. You start to object to something as soon as you, you see that you're objecting, you receive that, receive, receive, receive. Don't, don't, don't go out this direction at all unless you have to. Receive. Don't produce anything unless you have to do it. And if you're doing a lot of sitting meditation, you'll find that your production is less and less and less. And you probably will feel worse and worse and worse. Expect it. Or at least if it comes, don't abandon it for what you think about it or for some kind of solution. Don't solve anything. Of course, this, this recommendation of this teaching is, is, uh, should be received by you and then you with your intelligence. As I said, don't do it. Don't, uh, don't do what you're told. What, what, what does that mean in the talk I gave? What was it, yesterday maybe? Don't do that. What I'm trying to say is don't follow orders, any of them, from your own mind stream or from anybody else's or anything. But that also means don't, don't ignore what's happening because some things you already see that it's not about doing as you're told. It's about doing what is completely appropriate at any given time. It's an astonishing thing that shows up when the self-centeredness begins to slowly take a back seat and eventually just isn't even in the vehicle anymore. And there, eventually it's worse than that. There isn't any vehicle. There isn't anybody. There isn't any world. Don't believe anything I say. I'm not here to promote you. What are you smiling at? Can you tell me? Can you tell me? Yes. What? It's your last comment. Just checking. So there was a joke that you hadn't told us yet. So the title of the topic that I was referring to is Alternate Your Stories. Alternate. So something shows up as a story. And then the story about something, and then you'll notice that that story may trigger something else, or it may trigger further stories that come up this way and that way, maybe in several directions. So this is, as I said, this is difficult to, to talk about, but I think uh, you can practice it if you begin to understand it. It will start to develop, or not. Maybe this won't be useful for you at all. So what I'm addressing with this uh, method, technique, approach, protocol is to try to see deeply with 
uh, your awareness and with the help of your intellect to see the vast and uncomplicated, the vast and complicated and extremely expansive uh, labyrinth of dependent origination that cannot be tracked down. Uh, so something comes up, something, let's, let's, I'll try to simplify it. Some, someone comes in the room and says something, does something, and this triggers your emotions, uh, or it triggers something in your mind stream that doesn't, rea doesn't, uh, react or even relate to directly what was said, but it triggers some deeper layer of consciousness where things are stored. We can call this the seventh consciousness, which is the gateway to what? The eighth consciousness where there isn't anything that isn't stored. Anything that shows up as an apparent singularity is stored. So when something arises and you have a story about it and you know what that is, then and you see that that is something that that story is has been triggered by that happening or this happening. How can I say this? Let's do it this way. Remember two events. Remember an event where you were really upset. Maybe your maybe your uh, go to emotion might be jealousy, rage, uh, depression. Pick one. And notice what triggers that. And then, uh, but before you go to that part of it, then have an emotion that maybe is quite a bit different than that. And what triggers that one? And it could be, could be happiness. It could be, uh, contentment. Could be, we could go on and on. You probably, probably have your own and see if you can, see if you can alternate with your awareness. It's just like, uh, deliberately telling yourself a story. And as soon as you, Tell yourself the story if it starts to trigger uh, or, or uh, cause some other kind of emotion to or thought process to come up in the mind stream. Then notice how you can actually uh, go to another story, alternating the stories, and notice that that whole area uh, starts to become confusing from the point of view, from the point of view of the self-centered mind, the ego mind. But from the point of view, aware, uh, point of view, which is not really a point of view of awareness, nothing is ever confused. This is the same principle that that I basically use or teach uh, in the class uh, "Open in the Eye Mind." It's to it's to to look at what is arising and actually move the awareness in different directions. You have a lot of meditation practice, uh, sitting down, holding still, watching the movement. And that, that, that awareness, that observer aspect of the, of the consciousness, which is not a self. It's just observe, just observe. It's like a witness that doesn't have a name or a suit of clothes. It's just awareness. There, there's no credential behind it. Nothing is gained. Nothing is lost. So some way of alternating that. But, so what you're doing is you're stepping into dependent origination. Pratitya Samadpada, which is just about impossible to understand as it is with the intellect, because the intellect gets trapped by it because the very nature of intellect is dependently arisen. But the intellect doesn't realize it because it is laminated to a self and ego who thinks they're getting somewhere and they understand everything and they know what to do next. And why don't other people wise up? 
Why is the world so crazy? They should do what I think or do or say. So it's an area that you're going into, that you're deliberately going into the duality or the polarization of it so you can go back and forth. And when you do go back and forth, the awareness doesn't do anything. Awareness doesn't really go back and forth. The awareness sees the entirety, the entirety of the whole dynamic that is happening, that if you broke down it into parts, it would be this story, that story, this triggered that, which caused this and that caused this. And then what comes along is the self, which thinks it's separate from everything, the ego. I'm over here and all the other stuff's out there. And then that polarity starts to show up and you can actually go back and forth between the observer and the observed, the, the, the subject and the object. You can actually deliberately go back and forth between those. Bring me a question on this. So I, I want to go deeper in it, but I can, I'll do it. We'll do this together. Go ahead. I'm wondering if we could do this as a situation is arising, say we're mad, then could we flash on being happy? You could, but it has to, you know, this is what immediately comes up for me as soon as you ask that. I say, I say, yes, we can, but we have to be care, uh, careful uh, that, w that something else isn't hanging on to that, some, and what we call an expectation. So, so then, then it's not really clear. Then you're, you're, you're going into, you're immediately going into the correct area, but you're blinding yourself with your expectation. You see that? So without expectation. And the way to, to work with that is to willingly, willingly, and this is a way that you, each person would do this differently. There's no one way, but willingly be ready to fail. Be ready, ready to not know. Be completely okay with no matter what happens. Kind of ahead of time. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you just take on that attitude that I'm going to explore and I don't care what I find. I just want to find, of course, the intention on this path is to see the truth, find the truth. I can't, if I had a, a handful of truth here, I couldn't give it to you, but I can point at it. And if I speak to you personally, I can point it out in your own mind stream. Might take 30 years. Might take 50 years. I don't know more. How do we take that attitude when if anger is arising, it feels very hard to not have an expectation. Okay, so in that case, uh, uh, I would just just receive the anger. Don't, don't try to push it aside. Don't abandon how you feel for what caused it. It's a very subtle. Uh, it's a. Um, there's two arrows missing each other. What it is. Use your name. It's it's uh, it's more than a hair's breadth of deviation. You're deviating from what arises. This is what's being pointed out in the in the sutras. Look right at that. Don't latch down on it, but just look at it. And if you notice it moves, the the eye spot. If I ever use that language of opening the eye mind, the eye spot of your focus tends to float around. Not a problem, because that which is watching the fo focus is not doing anything. The eye spot feels like somebody. Ondabang, you said step into dependent origination. What do you mean by that? I'm saying you're actually stepping into the, the, 
the pushing and pulling aspect of dependent origination. You're, you're going into the, the very area where it is an, where it's happening in your mind stream, where dependent origination is showing up as concepts coming and going, judgments coming and going, acceptance, rejection, rejection, and you're participating in that, but you're doing it with a, a consciousness that has a, that has been strengthened, awareness that has been strengthened outside, you could say it this way, relatively outside the, the confines of an individual self who demands results, who is afraid of that and loves this and is attached to that, hates this stuff over here, is not about to put up with that crap, to use the direct way of talking about it more. Divine, are you saying that um, we can see dependent origination? You, you, you can. You can, but it, it will not be a result. It just, there's no result. Results are relative truth. This doesn't mean that we look away from a horrible tragedy that's been happening on both sides of the planet and look away and, and not try to work with that relatively. Of course we do, but we don't necessarily do it with a greedy mind that is willing to put anybody to blame or anybody at risk. It has to be completely, fundamentally open. Go ahead. Divine, so when we're uh, alternating, what is showing up is possibly dependent origination, or everything, I guess, is a dependent origination. Is that what you're saying? If you see what dependent origination is, it, it, it disappears. It goes away. Just because it's, it's taught as a concept. But what that is pointing at is it can't be seen because it has no has no status as something. Shisho. Uh, in the opening the eye mind exercise, we um, are focused on our eye spot, and you ask us to, uh, in the peripheral vision, take you know colors or shape or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> what would be a parallel in this alternating? Uh, we're focused on a story and we bring up another story. What do we focus on? Good question. Um, I don't know. But you'll know. You'll know. Because it is in uh, the consciousness, uh, because it's not the eye consciousness, not the visual consciousness, nor is it separate from it, but it, but it's fundamentally... Uh, the basic consciousness that is in the mind stream that, that works with that uh, that part of uh, uh, the sense fields we call the mind or thoughts, emotions, and feelings, and all, all that come up there. But could it be some texture of some kind of possibly, feeling in the body? Possibly, but whatever it is there will not last. Whereas a, an actual physical object like a painting, it's there and you can focus on it. But if it comes to whatever's arising in the mind, then that is the eye spot. Whatever rises, and it, it, it won't hold still. So you're, anything that moves, watch it. You hear me say this, and I'm not the first one to say this. Whatever comes up, that's it. If you want an object of meditation, don't create one and then use that to try to train something else. Because what are you going to get? Something else and something else and something else. A very issue that we have with with our minds and our lives and our suffering is duality or thinking that this is good, this is bad, or this is to blame and this gets off the hook. But yeah, you could use texture. 
but but uh, when I say but, I'm I'm saying uh, just use it, and if it's long, it's there. But as long as a feeling of texture is there, which you asked about, then then just look at that. But then if that goes away, don't don't go after it. Don't necessarily create something else. Let it be totally missing for a while. Um, when I'm sitting on the cushion well I gave an example of just the other day I was sitting on the cushion looking at the wall and moving my awareness around with different ideas or techniques uh, from opening the eye mind Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering is is awareness moving or am I or are things moving both you're not going to awareness and space and things and the fundamental nature of everything is, is not separate. It just separates out like this voice separates out so they can make words. But fundamentally, there isn't anything separate from anything else. And I'm not asking you to believe that because that's not, that's just more confusion. Believing anything is confusion. Disbelieving anything is confusion. And ignoring anything is obviously confusion. So you're doing it. Just keep doing that. You came by with the alternating between the two emotions. Um, is it helpful to know whether the poisons are involved? Like if you're feeling aggression, it doesn't no, matter. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say it doesn't matter. Occasionally I say it doesn't matter, but I'm not saying it now. I'm saying just Notice that if it shows up as aggression, then that's it. But don't don't deliberately go in and name anything. As soon as you start to name anything, you give it a position, which sometimes you need to name. You need to do that so so that we focus on a particular position of aggression or a particular position of jealousy. You need to focus on that and receive that. But it's very situational, so we have to uh, not. Uh, Be unreceived as much as possible without producing the, the naming of jealousy. Or then, if it comes up spontaneously, then receive that rather than produce a comment about something, which is elaboration on it. Don't elaborate on anything. You might have to watch a whole hell of a lot of elaboration before that area of the mind stream begins to just. It, eventually, it's like it just doesn't get the support anymore. It's like it just doesn't get any bullets. When, when the poisons are involved, yes. Without without naming them, is there a series of shifts there? Is that the movement we're seeing? From? All the ships you mentioned sink. <coughs> Did you say ships? Right, but the shifts. Just watch the shifting. Just watch that. When you're talking about this as a technique, um, and we bring up that first story and the emotion, when you're 
saying to alternate to the other one, do we bring up the story and sink into that emotion too? If the sinking happens, fine. The idea is the alternation, not so much the, the subject matter. The idea is that you're, you're bringing this up and then you notice if anything jumps on it. So you just bring, you're just remembering, like if I were to remember when I'm standing up in the backseat of a 1941 Chevrolet in 19, it was a used car, so it was 1946 or probably 1947. I can go to that story. I can go to that story and I can remember, I'm not going to repeat what happened there between myself when I was six years old and my stepfather. I can remember that. I can go there. I can remember the emotion. I can remember what occurred then. Go to that. And then you can, and then you can notice what anything gets, gets on board with that as a story and interpretation and see that that's dependently arisen. That you don't really know what that was. Six years old, I probably knew, knew more than I know now because of the nature of, of wisdom. So, and then you might go to something that happened uh, maybe last week or maybe when you're in Ohio or some situation that came up where there was a, a dynamic and then you could alternate between those two. <clears throat> and then watch what, or watch what gets added and then notice if the, if the witnessing quality or the subjectivity of, the, of your mind, which is, you know, is either Ryan or Shodo, however that's showing up for you, uh, your Dharma name or your given name when you were born, some of that whole area can be explored too, the whole naming idea. And yet when we explore something, we just receive it. We don't, we don't, we don't dig in it like that. It's not a mind. It's just space. More? How do we have that light touch on the situation and not dig? Yeah, practice. That's why it's so important to practice and practice a lot. Because if you if you believe your thoughts, not that they aren't relatively true, but if you believe them, then then you, you go in circles of success and failure and right and wrong and feel good, feel bad, feel good, feel bad. And it reinforces the the sense of a self. So you, you it's much more unlikely and even Difficult. It's not impossible to actually see that there is no solid being. It's interesting thing is if you see there's no solid being, then there's no one left to see anything. But there's incredible awareness without a self. There's no no one behind it. There's no one looking for success. There's no one looking for failure. The one who sees this and assuming there is a one, can even talk about it that way. Sees that every everything is a is both completely, incredibly perfect and organized and an absolute catastrophe and disaster at the same time. They're not smushed together. There's really nothing to fix. This doesn't mean we shouldn't do something about what happened in Texas. Of course we should. But that seems to be a long way off because the the, the warfare that's going on between various uh, uh, kinds of insanity the warlike insanity and the peaceful insanity, which are not separate. Yeah, whether it's there or in Ukraine or all the places that the only place you hear about that disaster is probably on democracy now. They cover human struggle everywhere. And I'm not putting out advertisements for them particularly. Is there something you're suggesting or something that... Um 
something about flashing on a story rather than just alternating between emotions? You can use the story. So, because if you go into a story, there's going to be some kind of emotional situation come up. And so, going back and forth. So, and it's going to be different for each person. And as I said, when I, when I began to present this material, I, it's going to be hard to do because it's, it's so different for each person. So, therefore, I'm, there's a lot I'm not saying because I want you, when you sit down, and I, I think, not that you can't do this in post-meditation, but I think the place to start is uh, do, practice shikantaza for half an hour, an hour, and then possibly go into a couple of stories and see if you can flip them back and forth so that you can see when you think about this, other things start to arise. And but as soon as they start to arise, you could instantly you could go to the other story. And then, then you see that that which is observing this is not the story. It is not the emotion. It's not the feeling. And what is it? What is that that's observing? Uh, this, when I think about this, I get really mad. When I think about this over here, I get pretty happy or feeling. You don't have to do that. It can be between two things that make you mad. But there, there's a differentiation there that will start to show up. And this is the where the dependent origination that supports a self, but supports an imaginary ego that does not Really, that ego does not understand. It's so greedy, but it not, might not be greedy to others. It might that greed might be just for a reputation of being a helpful person. Well, are you smiling? <laughs> you recognize that? No. And there's, there's. We don't need to stop that. We don't. You don't need to change a damn thing. You do not have to improve. You just have to see what is true. That's what I'm here to do. Whether you become a Buddhist or not, that's your business. Are we using the story to try to trigger emotions? You could be. You could be because the, if the story is there and has its quality of just being words. Ice cream? <laughs> Sounds like that. <laughs> and what were you talking about? <laughs> yes. Um, so, no, I was going to say it could be, could be that uh, it might it might get some fuel there, but the, that's what the alternation is about. Just instead of just just unplug that one and go to the other one, plug that one back in, so so that. So that the alternating sense awareness, a practice that happens when we go from how this feels, how this looks, it's similar to that, but it's you're actually going directly into the the uh, the main uh, issue of dependent origination that causes that that uses dependent origination to actually produce confusion around that and disguise the the self centeredness or the greedy ego who wants something. The liberated uh, consciousness uh, doesn't want anything, demands nothing, doesn't want anything. And every emotion that shows up in that mind stream is, is just the world. There's no personal emotions anymore, no matter how personal they feel. Receive the world, as Dogen said. When the world comes to you, awakening. When you go out towards the world with your, your silly ideas or your promotions, or your, no matter how, how good they sound, uh, it's... Delusion.
That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't start an organization that helps uh, homeless people. Of course you should. But if it's if that is coming out of awareness, then the, then the demand for results is in is is no longer at the fore. What is at the fore? What is leading it is awareness. So therefore, it could be even more painful for you to do this because you know that it's about doing this. It's not about the results, my friends. It is about the intention. It's always a spiritual path. No matter what you do, you have to see it. You can't just you can't just practice and have a spiritual practice and then go leave the meditation room or hall or altar and go out and then live a um, another kind of life. It's, it's only one life. It's just that they're one after another. Yes. A couple of questions from Liam in Marquette. How do I think of a question that really matters? Even if I want to ask a question, I find myself able to answer in my mind immediately. So those uh, answers that are, are fear-based, it sounds here. You actually are, you, you're so quick to know yourself that you, you won't allow any space in. When I say allow, I don't mean that you can let it in, and just, but you fill up the space with your answer. But you just did. The question that really matters is the one you just asked, and I just told you how you'll have your head up your butt. Well, not literally, of course. Dan, not literally. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you're, you're you're shutting down, and you're but you're open enough to be able to uh, attend a situation where someone is talking about the nature of consciousness that's been looking at this for a while, and you ask me a question, and in the question it tells me. Uh, so anytime someone says to me, "Well, I would ask you a question, but I already know what you're going to say." And, you know, if I find, if I find this, that's a person who really needs to be batted upside the head. Well, probably not. You get arrested for abuse. <laughs> but I'm saying it's going to need a strong movement towards you. If you only see somebody, especially somebody who's a monk, who is ordained, uh, that, is, that is completely confused about something, I'm going after them. And if they, want me, if they don't want me to do that, they need to f take their robe off, fold it up, and hand it to me. Say, I don't like your path. I don't like your teaching. I'm going another way. And that is, is that valid? Absolutely valid. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that, that may need to happen. What's the resistance to alternating the story? It would be different with each person, but I would say basically, basically, it's just uncomfortable to leave something you've already locked down on. So, what you're seeing, the uncomfortableness, is that uh, what is that? What that is showing you is you have just locked down, and you need to rip yourself away from it. So you move. It's just the same thing as opening the eye mind. You have the eye spot, the center of the painting. You look at it, and you move away from that. It's very uncomfortable. You move over here, your eye spot is right there. You're looking right at it, but you're moving the awareness over to this corner where there's a red curtain. Then you're moving it to the other side where there's a blue lampshade. And then you go back and forth and back and forth. 
and then you go to everything that is circular, everything that is square, everything that is receding, everything that is coming forward, and then you deliberately reverse those. Uncomfortable, because there's the reference points start to come apart. And what does ego depend on? Reference points, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, existence, non-existence, life and death. That's going to be the big surprise when you all lose your bodies. <laughs> Lose it now. Lose it now. This is unreal. It is here, but it's unreal. Vividly unreal and emptiness, yet there's still form. This is from the Sadhana of Mahabhuga. Is it helpful to rip myself away from that lockdown? Is that too forceful? In your case, yes. Notice how I went. In your case, yes. And my body language was like, that's deliberate. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> Another question from Liam. Liam. Is there anything that isn't inherently empty? No. Is there anyone on Zoom that has a question? Gokudo. Gokudo bowing. Um, kind of back to Ondo's question about dependent origination. Yes. When you see it, um, do you actually see causes? Bowing. Uh, the path is you see causes. You see cause and effect. You see the way that something happens and you, you make something up about it or you add something to it or you push it away or you pull it towards you or you shut down on it. You actually see that whole, that whole, uh, uh three ring circus happening. Passion, aggression, ignorance, passion, aggression, ignorance. You actually see that. You witness that. You witness that. Uh, that's what you're doing when you're, uh, practicing sitting, sitting meditation. If you're doing shikantala. You're just watching what happens. You're just watching the circus. No participation particularly. But when you see what it is, then then there's nothing left to witness. There's no witness left, and there's nothing nothing witnessed. There's just this, and it may show up as a lot of forms because it's uh, because uh, there's still form, vividly unreal and emptiness. Yet there's still form. An astonishing statement by the Vidyatara. Bowen, another question about alternating stories. Yes. When you're doing this, should the story or should the thing that you're focusing on be unrelated to, like, if you have a difficult story, should you pick one that has nothing to do with this particular emotion or people? Bowen? You need a little distance in there, but it might be interesting to, to do them close by. Oh, I, it's something to best word I can think of is play with that. Look at the look at the story. Look at what triggers your whatever it may be, uh, your jealousy, your anger, your irritation, your sadness, uh, your happiness. Dependently arisen, happy and sad. Just just and, and work with that in terms of the trigger because. Um,
whatever arises in you, I'm going to go back to another way that I've uh, had some uh, talked about this. Whatever arises in the mind stream, it a- absolutely needs to be there. No matter what it is, you're sitting or you're not sitting. You're just something, some emotion or feeling or memory or whatever is dependently arisen. It comes up and it's, uh, you add the ownership to it. It's my feeling because you are so, have so much belief that this is, this body is you. And, and there's a, there's a relationship there for sure. There's consciousness. There's uh, concepts. There's the five skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. Buddhists of the past have gone in and tried to break this whole, uh, this whole odd thing that has happened to us that we've come into a physical existence and we think we're human beings. Amazing. And so what shows up, the dependently arisen, in the mind stream needs to be there because it's dependent on everything else for its appearance. But we personalize it. And you don't have to depersonalize it particularly. Particularly, just need to look at it without leaving it for what you think about it, without leaving it for who caused it, without leaving it for anything else out there that might have, have something to do with this, including someone who just said something or did something that that in it in its uh the actual situation, if you looked at it, it was nothing. It was just some simple situation, but it triggered on. It triggered aspects of your consciousness, deep consciousness, alia. You could say alia, alia, vijnana, that have that, uh, that don't you don't have any access to unless this trigger happens. This is what chicken is about. It's allowing you to slowly go down that creepy hallway into the depths of your mind. Creepy. So when, when this shows up, let's say it's a, um, let's say it's a, uh, a jealousy about this or that. The actual situation that happened was very simple and not much, but it fires up all kinds of ideas about what that could be or what it might be turning into or how much you might be losing. When actually you're not, if you actually look around, you're not having lost anything. You know, the other person might have gotten something that you wanted or you wanted to keep to yourself that you didn't want to give it to anyone else. So that's why it's so important to look. Whatever rises in the mind stream, no elaboration. No matter how personal it feels, that feeling, I'll put it very literally, is, is everyone's emotion. Everyone is experiencing this. Everyone experiences uh, in the world, all the crazy world is experiencing jealousy and avarice and passion, aggression and ignorance. When you begin to feel this, you begin to realize your true nature. You realize that you're, fe- you're, you're feeling the world. This is the beginning of compassion. It's not compassion. It's the beginning of it. It's the, the leading edge of that. There's still work to do on that which grasps at the compassion or grasps at a credential of being compassionate. So, going back to it, here's what arises, and then we add. And so, we begin to see that we're adding, she, he, they did this, and that caused what I'm feeling. That's where the dependent origination comes in, in that area. And if you continue to look at that without doing anything with it other than observing it, eventually you will see the structure of ego itself, the self-centeredness itself, that is getting its nutrition from buying into anything arises and personalizing it, depersonalizing it. Oh, that doesn't, doesn't concern me. 
ignorance or, well, the reason that's happening and the reason I think that shouldn't be or should be, then we come there with passion and manipulate it, tell a story around it, change it, move it up, move it down, change the color of it, change the shape, explain, uh, uh, give reasons why that, how that could be stopped. Don't fix anything. Can you use the example of the 18-year-old shooter who killed 19 children and two teachers? What do you want me to say about In terms, um, I think we were talking about, yeah. you had made the comment to me that that was a very jealous shooter. Yeah. How is it that that jealousy showed up into that method of execution then? What's the story, I guess? The only thing I can comment in that area is that person, instead of being evil, which people want to make him evil, that, as soon as you call something evil, you just, that's the end of the expiration because you know what it is, evil. We're going to fight against the evil. You know, come and try and take my AK-47 because I'm going to fight it against evil. It's just a, it's a, it's an incredibly petty mind that has such astonishing Insanity. Just incredibly insane. What do we do with that? Train your mind so that the insanity that is happening in your own mind, you don't expand on that and get triggered by those areas and then actually end up being tricked into going to war with that crazy person. You can be tricked. But what happened with, and I, I, I have to uh, talk about it uh, in the way that I understand it which is, I don't know for sure what happened, but probably the, some kind of lack of something in this person's life, not necessarily just in this lifetime. There are no boundaries to consciousness. Just because there's a body here for 60 or 70 years doesn't mean that that boundary means anything other than it's a boundary, but it's coming apart. If it's dependently arisen, if, it's, if it arises, it's coming down. But that which you've heard me say and other teachers say, but that which you actually are can't come apart because it's a, it's a spiritual path. Your, your true nature can't, can't be destroyed because it's, uh, it's unborn and unceasing. So what happens with this young man, I'm just telling a story about it. I'm happy to respond to questions or you can even say, eh, I think you got it all wrong there. You know, let me know if you have another idea. But it looks to me like these, he had to go and kill. He couldn't kill himself because he really didn't think uh, his ego form, his structure of his mind was fear-based. But he had this incredible, I know he had been teased from what I heard, and he had this incredible feeling of being nobody, being worthless, of being weak. And what is he going to do? He can't deal with that weakness in himself. So he looks out and sees what's weak. Small children are incredibly weak. And he, so he had to go out and butcher these children in order to show everybody how horrible he felt. The communication. And I think uh, from what I heard, what little I heard, it looks like he was trying to communicate way back before this happened in different ways. Like writing on his desk, I remember, help me. Yeah, so 
there might be just a little opening where he has enough, uh, is willing to receive what's happening in his mind stream enough to have a production out of, out of a little bit of awareness that's saying, help me. Like the little girl in the, in the school who types into her phone, send the police. Horrible situation. It's horrible in Ukraine. It's horrible in the Second World War. It's horrible in the Peloponnesian Wars. It's horrible. Life is suffering. The, the Buddha made that statement. As far as we know, the first thing he said. And so we have to train our minds to be able to work with this where it's at. I'm not saying you shouldn't go out and do something in that area relatively, of course, but make sure you're this, that your activity comes out of, is a motion out of a trained mind. You don't have to be necessarily even be a, awakened. That may show up in your life and it may not. But at least you won't, as Trungpa Rinpoche said, you might not awaken, but at least you won't be a nuisance to everyone. Or the further situation is a danger. Go ahead. So when we lead with awareness as opposed to the thinking process, are we expecting something, to a result with placing awareness first? Probably. But it's only about being aware of the expectation. You don't have to get rid of anything at all. If you're aware that you, you're... You're endeavoring to do this to train your mind, and you're aware that you have expectations. Doesn't matter. Don't do anything with it, because the the, the difficulty is not the expectation; it's the the hidden belief that there's somebody who expects something. Hidden hidden uh, identity. There, there is no one. I, I smile when I say that because it's such an odd thing to uh, from the point of view of if I compare it with what happened the first. Uh, several decades of my life to believe everything that showed up in my mind. All the passion, aggression, ignorance, fear, hope, hatred. Believe that it was true and I had to get rid of all that. No, the fundamental difficulty is mistaken identity. There is no solid being here. There's no solid self and there's no solid other. It just looks that way. That's why they call it an illusion. More? When you're bowing so long, maybe with that expectation, does awareness then lift us above the thinking process? Um, no, it, you could say that it reprioritizes it uh, so that it has no priority. So that the thinking process itself, instead of being under the under the hooves or under the control or under the chains of an ego trying to control your life and control your neighbors, control your child. Instead of that, uh, it's, it just finds its own place. It finds its own dynamic because it belongs to no one. So it's like leaves growing on a tree. You just stop interfering with, with the, the natural, uh, natural state of everything. More? Sure, well, um, in that same idea of the thinking process, losing the priority, um, does the awareness have to lose priority too? The awareness doesn't have any issue with anything. 
awareness is just is just the receiving part of it. you're a bird outside you just receive it there's no there's no personhood there it's that that aspect of the consciousness that which is consciousness that starts to get worried about what's going to happen to me and that that's dependently arisen and has been conditioned uh, through for millions of years of consciousness showing up in a human form millions of years ago I think her name was Lucy, wasn't it? But I mean, it shows up and it keeps developing, evolving cultures and causes and conditions and more warfare and fighting and chasing animals to get food and all kinds of violence going on. So there's a lot of conditioning there. So civilization is a, a long path. But without the spiritual path, it doesn't have to be Buddhism. It's just about a path that acknowledges and sees what is here. I don't know if that can be done without some kind of an, of an awareness practice. It can also be done by a, with a really powerful leader who, who sees what this is and teaches out of what they see, not out of what they know. Essentially, when I am terrified of my stories and terrified of my emotions, is fear a hindrance in this practice of alternating value? No, just just uh, be fearful. Just just receive the fear. There's fundamentally uh, nothing is threatened. So the fear is a is part of the hype of, of the self centered aspect of the mind that just believes something is uh, in danger, and so um, yeah, just continue to return to the wall, return to the three jewels. You're a fully ordained monk. You have a strong uh, structure for how to train your mind, and don't get rid of fear. Don't cover anything up. Don't justify anything. Don't validate. Don't, 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 don't. Just receive. Receive the fear. It's, it's not, there is fundamentally no difference between fear and goulash. You, should, you need to eat both of them. You need to just receive them. Fundamentally, I said, relatively, yes, fear doesn't have any noodles. Chokabang. What is the belief in the self covering up when we feel like we are someone that is fueling confusion? It's just a way that uh, ego escapes uh, getting uh, seen because it's kind of a it's kind of a, a feeling that you're, you're kind of being responsible. You know you're fueling the confusion. Is that what you're asking about? Shokobang, just with the example earlier of the alternating stories and uh, the kind of jumpiness of an emotion uh, on the story that's made up, it seems like there's the assumption that I am fueling that. So I'm wondering what is that, um, what is being covered up with that assumption? It's just doubling up on the self-centeredness. So you're, you're coming to a conclusion and that conclusion that ego, of course, it is fueling, but the conclusion is actually a pretty, it's like a, it's like a pie crust, you know, it covers up the pie. So it's, it's like some kind of area that you're, well, I've got, I'm concluding that. So 
That's all I need to do. You're following me a little bit, or am I unfollowable? Shokabang, um, how how can I investigate that further? Just persist. Keep sitting. You haven't been sitting very long. Did you think that you had been sitting for quite a while? Shokabang, no, you made that pretty evident early on. Good. Just keep, just, it's a matter of continuing and not, don't particular, if you, if you begin to look for progress, you've just rotated off the path into the path of relative truth of getting somewhere, concluding, getting better, improving. And I'm not, don't misunderstand me. I'm not about all moving to a mountaintop and all just live in the Dharmakaya. No, I'm saying do it right here. Do everything right here. Train your mind. Uh, help your, the blunt way of saying is help your neighbors. If somebody needs your help, help them again. And so you would just continue to step into whatever that is. Just step into it. Step into, step into the mind stream and shikantaza. Step into it and receive, receive, receive. You, you come to the cushion, sit down and receive. You go out into the world and you receive, receive. And occasionally you'll be receiving in such a way that you realize you need to do this here. You don't have to train any, teach a person to meditate necessarily. I mean, that might show up, but it needs to be show up relatively, not and out of the situation, not out of something you think they need to do. Because they, this might not be their lifetime to train their mind, but it might be a situation you're in where they really need your help on something. Maybe quite often they just need someone to listen to. The best, uh, generally, the best thing that a, a therapist, psychiatrist, or anybody dealing with the mind you know, can do is just listen. Listen to what people are saying. Listen to how they're feeling. You don't have to agree, disagree, doing anything with it. If they ask questions, and you can just respond to them as clearly as you can. If you're doing a lot of sitting, if you're training your mind, and you're beginning to see the nature of consciousness yourself, And you might find that whatever that dynamic is, whether your neighbor wanting to wanting to borrow your lawnmower for the fifteenth time, and it's like, why don't they buy their own lawnmower? Well, maybe they can't. Maybe they like you. This is the only way they can get to talk to you is to borrow your lawnmower. Am I making up things? Yeah, but, but it's like that. We all notice that life is odd. Sir? With the alternate event, do we need to have one in our pocket ready to go when we're in a difficult situation? I wouldn't do it in that. I would do it situationally, but I wouldn't do it with a difficult situation. The difficult situation just received the difficult situation. Whatever difficulty there is, much as you can, receive it, which some of that receiving might be seeing how you just can't quite do it because it's so crowded with judgments and ideas and opinions about what it is. It can't get, even get in the door because you've stopped it way down the street with your objection or with your opinions or with your, with your ignoring or with your irritation, whatever it may be. And it's about, if you have irritation, it's about being aware of the irritation, not getting the irritation out of the way, way so you can show up as a person who's receiving. 
uh, he goes very, very sneaky about getting a credential of somebody going somewhere. Good, huh? <laughs> Further question? Sir. I think earlier we were talking about how um, the emotions come up and we add that, um, we take it personally. Um, if we see that clearly, does it, does it not function like uh, taking it personally anymore? And more. I, I guess that the question is the same area that we used to take personally. If we see what this is, how does that show up? Might have the, still have the emotion uh, of taking it personally. That might show up. That might be there for a long time. Might never go away. You might always feel when someone says, does anything. You, what happens is not about that. You not having that feeling. It's just that there's no one that has that feeling. You actually are receiving your world, as Dogen pointed out. You actually are. All the dharmas are coming to you, everywhere. Everything is you're, you're just on receive. Your life, your, your personal life is over with. You have no personal life. This doesn't mean you don't decide whether you want butter uh, pecan uh, or chunky monkey. You know, you're still going to do things like that, but there's no personhood happening there that is enforced by anything. If, if somebody comes and says, no more ice cream, then you just don't have any more ice cream. Unless you do, because it's situational. So there's no standard for anything. They don't set up standards for anything. I, sometimes I say this very bluntly, and I don't mean that you, you can, if you don't understand this, you might want to ask me about it uh, or not. Do what you want. But I say, you, in order to see what your issue is, what your what the walls of the mind are, what the, uh, what the obstructions, uh, what the, the clasia mind actually is, you might have to, uh, be. In other words, let the ego go into the obstruction that is being produced by the ego so that it can really see what that is. In other words, and in the same words, be the shit you're trying to get rid of. If you, if you can't do that, if you're backing away from everything because it's too smelly, too difficult, or what if it takes me out? Or what if I reach out and, you know, and, um, Hit somebody with a stick. I might have to risk that. Be the feelings. This is this is this is compassion. Avalokiteshvara in the story didn't look down, and the sound observer didn't look down and hear the cries of the world, and separate himself herself from that and think, "Oh, I feel so sorry for them." And then the tears fall out. No. Avalokiteshvara was those sobbing people, but not separate from them. It's just a way of talking about it. Not separate from anyone. Not separate from from uh, the people in Ukraine, the people in in the Sudetenland in the Second World War. Second World War. Not separate from them. Not the same either. You can do that. Can we alternate to no story? 
probably. But first, you have, have to actually see the story as it is and see the what, what the story might trigger or what has triggered the story and get those separated out a little bit so you can see this apparent space between what shows up, what's triggered, and then the story that arises around the trigger. And then not doing anything with that at all. Possibly going to no story at all. It's possible. But it's, it's not a conceptual move. It's, it's awareness. Like in the, in the high mind practice that we're going to use that, I would say uh, you would go to, uh, there's several spots are listed. One is the all spot. You know which one that one is? Just you see everything once. You stop. You don't, you don't look at the eye spot. You might just start with, but then you just, you see everything. Like right now, I'm looking at Kiyun's nose. I looked at it directly because I couldn't remember exactly where it was at. Am I doing that? Not exactly. So it is about intention. It's not about success. It's an, it's an amazing thing to discover. Because the, the materialistic world is all about, can you prove it? Uh, if you don't have proof, then don't do it. This is why quite often teachers will make some little promises because they know how, how hard sitting meditation is. So they'll try to... The issue is they quite often get tied up in their own promises. Does going to the emotion have a similar quality to alternating the story? Can you give me an example without getting too personal? I'm thinking of difficulty arising, the story showing up and flashing on the emotion and contrasting that to the story showing up and flashing to a different story. If That's fine. Yeah, you should do that. I mean, that would be, would be difficult to do, but and I don't know. Uh, the, the difficulty with that, it's so easy to get have success doing that. So just be aware it's the intention to do that rather than rather than having it congeal or freeze into a success story about how to do that. And then you start repeating that standard over and over and over again. This is what happens in, when people are trying to be more mindful using the mindfulness practices of, of, of the tradition down through the centuries. They become a, a very mindful person. Not a good idea from the point of view of liberation. From the point of view of everyday functioning, it might be okay. If the karma that they came into the world with isn't too uh, uh, outrageous and uh, twisted and, uh, and, and packed with pain. You can cover up the pain. Have a whole lifetime where you do not know who you are, but you, because you've created somebody that who you think you are. And it's a very peaceful person, quite a bit more peaceful than those other assholes down the road. Why don't they be nice like me? I'm not saying they're saying that, but... It, there's a certain kind of pompousness that begins to arise with someone who, who claims to be uh, mindful. Or they might even say, you know, I'm, I know I'm not aware. I'm not uh, aware in the same way that the Buddha was. Or I know I'm not enlightened particularly, but uh, in their own mind they might say, but I got this down. I've had people sit in front of me and say, I got this. With that kind of a face, I got this. Got what? I got what you're talking about. How's it going? Great. Really great. You see exactly what you're pointing at. Then I don't see them again. Did they did they see what I was talking about? I don't know. Maybe. 
but it's quite funny at the time. <laughs> Chocobowing. Go ahead, Choka. Chocobowing. Um, what are success and failure when they've been, uh, when the self has been seen through? So they're still there, they're, but they're relative. They're not separate from each other. So if you if you're if you're going to do this, you decide to move that there, and then you're having some success with it. Uh, relative success, just success. But there's no demand. I think the best way to say it: there's no demand for for success. You work with it as it is, and you work with it. Very a very ordinary approach to it. There's no demand, and if it starts to fall apart, even though there are, are situations where uh, if someone had done this or they didn't put this in the right spot or this was uh, done the wrong way, painted the wrong color or whatever, there's no blaming going on. There's no, there's no uh, leaving what you're seeing for who caused it. At the same time, there's no going to it. You don't miss it. You're aware of that because you see the entirety of the situation. You, you don't divide it up into this happened and they did it or they caused it or they, they kept us or me from having a success. And now I have this terrible failure over here. So there again, it bring, you bringing in the awareness without any identity of somebody who's particularly aware. And that takes some time because the identity is going to show up over and over and over again. Just look at it. Look at the identity and observe the, the, the desire for success. And the fear of failure. Look at it a lot. Take one final question. If the alternating stories becomes a success dynamic, should I just stop endeavoring that practice? No, just be aware of the success dynamic. It won't last. If you don't do anything with it, but just observe it, then it can't it will not hold up. The only the only way anything tends to persist uh, in the relative situation is through some kind of objecting to it, it fights back, some kind of agreeing with it, then it, it tends to feed off from that agreement and, and get some more long, more long, long, is it longevity or longevity? Is it with a G? Longevity? Okay. I'm learning something. You, you understand, you follow a little bit. So, yeah. So don't, don't accept, don't reject, don't look away. And this way, anything that arises in your mind stream uh, will have its own, it'll have its own uh, analog situation. It'll, it'll come up and it'll go away, no matter how evil it is. But there might be other considerations that are dependently arisen. They're perhaps around the corner or out of your sight or behind a tree somewhere that you don't know about. So therefore, you can't really, you can't really get a credential for, since it's not a fearing, Interfering, why is it still here? Then, then we're right back to greed, very low level of greed. It's, it's no different than seeing some candy in a dish and walking by and uh, taking. <laughs> well, it's a little bit different. <laughs> walking by and seeing three pieces of candy in the dish and no one's watching you. So you take two of them instead of one. 
Very similar to that. Not the same. Depends on if you're diabetic or not. <laughs> okay, I think we can close with that one. Thank you so much. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. directions in the three times. Please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with life.